0: Welcome back to Dapper Notes, the podcast where I share the the behind-the-scenes and the making of all Dapper Notes and accessories. And finally, it's been a really, really long time coming, and today we get to talk about the latest edition and collection that came out this past Friday. And what a wild ride it has been. This is probably going to be a very long episode. I have a lot of show notes. You can already see the timestamp. I am just starting with the recording. And you at this point already know way more than I do about how much is going to be said and happen today. So let's start from the very beginning, for the last half year or so. I've been using the phrase Live Dapper as both a hashtag on all social posts and also across the website DapperNotes.com. It's a phrase that speaks a lot to what I do over here. Dapper notes are in part meant to evoke a certain feeling. They're a very nice notebook and they're meant to make you feel nice and dapper. And overall, I hope that carrying one does in fact help you feel a little bit more dapper. But living dapper is more than just pocket notebooks. The more I use the phrase, the more I thought about what does it really mean to me? I strive to be dapper and excellent in everything that I do. I try. I'm not always, but I really do try. I surround myself with excellent people who help me become my very best. I try to teach my family with an air of positivity. And when I interact with you, I always take my time to be helpful and to be kind. And so to live dapper, I think, is to strive for becoming better every day. And I love that this phrase works so well for dapper notes. I've been considering turning this into an edition for a very, very long time. And a few months ago, I finally decided it's time. So I reached out to a very good friend whose name is Mark Caneso who is a professional typographer, which means he makes fonts for a living, and he's also a lettering artist whose work I adore. For those of you who don't know the difference between fonts and lettering, a brief aside, you can in some ways compare it to music, and that's the best way to explain it, I think, where if you know classical music, it's very structured, there are notes that you must follow, to get the music out of the way and into the ears. And that is what making fonts is like. There's a very structured system to create fonts that will eventually be used by anyone to write things. Luttering, on the other hand, is a bit more like jazz it's freeform, it's very often single purpose, and it has a lot more room for experimentation. This is what Mark ended up doing. For Dapper Notes. He created lettering, a custom single use piece of the words, live dapper. If you go back to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, a little while ago, I actually shared his experiments and you can really see how great he is at what he does. He created a set of sketches, each one vastly different from one another, and gave me a lot of choices that I also got some feedback from you about. To get to where we are today. And we settled on the design that you see that we finally released on Friday with the entire collection. Now, Mark's design is beautiful. I love it. It has the right feel, it's dynamic, it really suits the kind of style that I was after. And it embodies his work in a way that I could never create on my own. I do some lettering, mostly in Hebrew, and this is why I work with Mark, so I can get something that feels this way. The lettering, though, wasn't enough to make this super dapper. What does that mean? I was thinking about how I could live the ideal through the actual making of this edition. And I realized that if I made it with friends, that would be the perfect way to actually embody living dapper. So I reached out to Jazz. Jazz is a very good friend who, several years ago, He expressed interest in screen printing Dapper Notes with me. I never screen printed anything before, but I knew some of the technical considerations because for many years I've been listening to a podcast on the AID network where they discussed a lot of screen printings. So I knew some of the technical considerations, I knew some of the difficulties that we encounter, but I never actually did it myself. A disclaimer I am the webmaster for the AID network. You can check out the great selection of podcasts they have on AID.network. That is the website. Anyway, I asked Jazz and he got excited and he got on board right away without any hesitation. And we started making arrangements to burn the screens for screen printing. What does that mean? The way screen printing is done is through what's essentially a stencil on a very, very thin mesh screen. What the screen burner does is paint a coat of special material onto the screen that completely blocks it out, and then they expose a design onto it with light that basically burns the screen. Then they wash it out very quickly, and you end up with a nice thin mesh inside of a frame that has a stencil of the design that you want. So you can basically print anything that you would like. And back in the day, that's basically how poster artwork would be created before digital printers were around. This is a method that's still used today in poster design, mostly in higher-end artwork. And there is actually a whole market of people who look for this kind of printing method when they're purchasing artwork that is in poster form. I also reached out to Fahad. Fahad is another good friend who's also a professional videographer. He usually does client work for weddings, for all sorts of professional shoots, but he, in the past, also expressed a desire to do a short film on his own. And back in the day when he talked to me about this, I suggested that perhaps he filmed the the behind-the-scenes of me making a Dapper Notes edition. This was the perfect time to bring it up to him and say, hey, can we work this out on your schedule? Can we actually make this happen? And when I told him about this edition and the purpose and the goals, he was also very excited, and he was happy to finally get the chance to direct, film, and edit an entire thing on his own, without a client telling him what to do. That's what we agreed on. He would be filming everything. I won't say anything. It's the entirety of it is his own project. So far, I have three friends in the roster, Mark, Jazz, and Fahad, to get this edition started. I purchased everything that I needed to make the edition, including the usual fabrics, the book cloth, and the thread. But I also had to buy extra things like ink for the screen printing, a squeegee that we use for printing, and a bunch of other small, non-interesting things that were necessary. As all Bookhead Club subscribers know, new editions come out every other month. And this particular one, I promised was slated for a June release. I needed to coordinate with Jazz and Fahad to get everything started early enough so that we can actually hit the milestone of releasing it in June. But we hit a major snag. We scheduled a Sunday at the very, very beginning of June. I think it was actually even the end of May. I don't recall the exact date. So that we can start printing and filming the process. Jazz sent the files to the screen burner To make the screens for us. But last minute on the Friday afternoon, right before we were meant to get together, this burner said that they won't have it done for us in time. Which meant we couldn't get together that Sunday without the screens because without the screens we wouldn't be able to get started or do anything at all. Rescheduling at this point didn't work out for everybody, but I didn't let it stop me. What we ended up working out is, setting up the following Thursday for just me and Jazz, and we of course confirmed that we'll have the screens on time from the screen burner, we decided that we'll get the process started without the HUD, who will join us at a second date to film everything. That Thursday, I took the afternoon off for my full-time job, and I had to go into New York City to pick up the screens. I plugged in the timing, the scheduling to Google Maps to make sure I won't hit any traffic and that everything will be fine, And it was, I made it into Manhattan very quickly. But as soon as I got into New York and I was literally five blocks away from my destination, I hit gridlock traffic. I arrived in New York City at about three o'clock ish. The shop was closing at five o'clock. I will not bore you with my anxious two hours that I had to go to get two hours, to get five blocks in New York City. Except I will say one aside that I did see Casey Neistat cruising by on his power skateboard while I was stuck at a red light. But eventually, I did make it to the screen shop two minutes before closing time as they were about to lock their doors. We had another timing scare, but the disaster was averted, and I ended up picking jazz, drove to Brooklyn, to grab his curing machine. The curing machine is what we use to dry ink that's printed on fabric. It is kind of like an oven, and you will see this in the video that fahad eventually produces. Think of it like the French fry heater at a McDonald's, it just sits on top, keeps everything warm. This works the same way for fabric. So we grabbed his curing machine, we came back to my studio, and we had a long night of finally printing. And here I learned how to truly screen print for the very first time. We ended up printing all of the end sheets that night. And we also printed all of the white on black fabric covers before we had to call it a night because it was getting very, very late. Which means we didn't get a chance to print the black ink on the gray fabrics. Fahad couldn't make it, so I don't have that much footage from the night with Jazz. And that was the only time that Jazz was able to work with me. He taught me how to screen print. He did a nice long run. I do have some that I shared on Instagram stories. It is still up in the Daffer Notes profile as a story highlight, but there isn't much footage that we could use for the final cut video. Which is okay. It is what it is. Later on, at a different night, I ended up printing the rest of the black on grey covers on my own. I felt like a real professional being able to print these things one by one and honestly. Without Jazz, even though I had all of this knowledge from the AID Network podcast, I still wouldn't be able to do it as well as I ended up doing it without having Jazz help me learn how to go through this process. It was another week or so until Fahad could make it to work together and film the process. So in the meantime, I started assembling and making the edition. I couldn't wait. We didn't have a lot of time left. And I started going through my usual solo bookmaking process, gluing the covers, sewing it together, pressing, and so on. Eventually, Fahad was free for an entire day, and I was joined by both him and Jenny Clare. Jenny Clare is a good friend and a very, very talented artist who on that evening and night, it was a very long session that we were all together, I taught her every step of making dapper notes And she picked up at everything like a professional. It was incredible to work alongside someone who I didn't have to teach more than once, just show them a thing. They were able to do it. And we worked in tandem, getting through a lot of the process of making Tapper Notes together while Fahad filmed the entire thing. He had three cameras with him, a lot of other fancy equipment. And I have to say that all in all, it was a very, very enjoyable day, night, evening. And dare I say, we were living as dapper as can be. The video is currently being edited. I personally can't wait to see what Fahad puts together because, like I said before, it's all on him. He's the director, he's the editor, he's making all of the creative decisions for this video, and I'll of course let you all know when it finally comes out. Let's talk a bit more about the notebooks, and then we'll get to everything else that you already know has launched. When I was shopping for fabric, I called up Jazz, and I asked him what kinds to get. I was considering different materials, and he told me, whatever you do, make sure to get some extras. Why? In case the beginning process of the printing was a bit wonky, it wasn't aligned, we had to adjust any certain things, some fabric could in theory be wasted, and so he wanted me to get a bit more so that we'll have extra safe room to play with. I couldn't decide on a single color. So I ended up getting both a black and a gray fabric of a very super fancy variety that's meant for upholstery. And I also got two other kinds of black and gray fabrics. Those were meant to be used as backups. Also very nice, but a different kind of material. And I figured we'd use those for testing. What ended up happening is that we had absolutely no hiccups in the printing startup. So we just printed the entirety of All the fabrics that I got both the regular and the backups and I decided to use the second one to make the very first large size dapper notes this is something that you all asked for like a lot some of you reached out on your own to say hey I would love to have a bigger one others commented when I personally reached out saying hey what would you like to see from dapper notes many of you said We want a bigger one, some of you even specified sizes. This has without question been the most requested thing. Now I had the fabric, I had a beautiful design to work with, so it was the perfect opportunity to finally make it happen. I also had two different kinds of fabrics for each color, and that helped me differentiate between the smaller, the regular edition, and the new large one, which was perfect for this release. The larger edition is sized five and a half by 8 inches, which is approximately an A5 sheet. A5 is European. I went with rounding a bit down to meet a nice round inch size. It's very thick. It has 64 pages in each. It does not have a fancy end sheet, but all in all, it feels really nice, and it is a very good size for those who prefer a larger journal. Another item of note about the fabrics is the first one that we printed on was the black one, of course. And when I initially cut each of the pieces so that we can print on them, I cut them a bit too large. My measurements weren't exactly all too careful. I was trying to get things done to get to the printing portion. And so we had a bit of excess fabric, a little bit too much excess fabric that had to be thrown away and discarded. As we were printing, I kind of realized my mistake so that by the time that I was printing on my own and doing the gray fabrics, I had already learned my lesson and I cut them to a much more appropriate size. What this means is I ended up with way more fabric available for use for notebooks to make covers out of from the gray batch than from the black batch. This also means that I ended up with far fewer notebooks from the black variety. So, if you go to the website, you'll see that the black one is, at the time of recording, very close to being sold out, while there are still plenty of the gray ones left. In fact, I had so much fabric that I didn't even end up using it all to make the regular edition of gray notebooks. So, if I completely run out at some point, and I'm still in the mood to make more, I have the option to do so. Speaking of the fabrics, when I was printing them and pulling the screen each time, it was, of course, the first time that I was doing screen printing. Seeing those lines come out when you finally lift the screen and you see the sharpness of the ink that was applied to, well, this happened to both the end sheets, the paper that we were printing, and on the fabrics, it is just beautiful. One of the most satisfying feelings in the world. And because these sheets ended up being so pretty, to look out so satisfying, so enjoyable. I saved one of the black ones and another one of the end sheets, and they are actually on the site available for sale. So, if you wanted to hang them up in your home, like I did with some of the ones that I saved for myself, you can purchase one of those that I've saved from this edition. And if you buy them, it'll also come with a very nice print from my friends at Hudspot Design. This print says I get by with a little help from my friends. I felt like it was very apropos to have this together with the end sheets and fabrics for this edition when we're selling it this way. So if you get one of those special ones that I saved that are quite nice, you'll get another 8x10 print for your home. With lettering so nice, This edition couldn't just be a new notebook. Sure, it's a pretty set, and some of my personally favorite dapper notes to date, but I just had to create a full collection. Because like I said before, to live dapper is not just pocket notebooks, but it's also the way you feel. And what better way to feel better than with enamel pin in your bag, or a patch on your denim tops? A new t-shirt or bomber jacket or even a fanny pack that is, by the way, very much in style right now. I made everything you see because I wanted them all for myself to wear. There were other items that I actually tested, but the collection that I ended up producing and putting up is everything that just felt right for living up to, well, living dapper, which brings me to my last. Two friends who helped me with a Live Dapper collection. Just putting a bunch of new items on the website couldn't have been enough. I had to share myself and my friends actually using these things, you know, being dapper, living dapper, and hopefully also looking dapper. Both Dan and David, who are very good friends of mine and are also excellent photographers, helped me at the very last minute last week. By taking photographs for the lookbook. This lookbook you can actually see on dappernotes.com and I'm very very proud of the work that we all put together there. I really I wouldn't be able to showcase the breadth of this collection without their help. And so we have six friends from Mark who designed the lettering to Jazz who taught me screen printing to Jenny Claire, who learned how to and also helped me assemble the notebooks for this edition, then to Fahad, who filmed it all, and finally Dan and David, who captured the collection so nicely. Six friends helped make this edition, aptly named my friends. The six friends also helped me share the Live Dapper collection in the best way possible, so that you can also Live Dapper. That is it for this episode. It's been a long one, probably the longest one yet. And I really thank you for listening this far if you are still listening. Since you're still here, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You may have noticed that I said I printed on all of the fabrics, all four of them two blacks, two grays. But the quote unquote backup gray one has yet to make an appearance on the website. I was waiting to see if the response to the larger size would be like the request for the larger size. Just because many people ask for something doesn't mean they actually want it. So I made one of the fabric covers in a larger size, the white on black, and I wanted to see will it actually sell? Is there actually an interest? And now that I know that there is, it sold out right away on Friday when I released it, I'm going to be making more larger notebooks, but since I'm out of the white on black, I'm going to make the second batch with a black on gray from that second fabric. They're going to be released on the very same day that Farhad's behind-the-scenes video is going to be ready for sharing. I don't know exactly when that is yet. For now, you, and only you, know that this second large edition is going to be coming. In the next episode, I will talk about the very first Dapper Notes enamel pin. It's not an edition per se, but there's a bit to digest and discuss. And frankly, I also need a break with a shorter episode after the long and sleepless month that I've had producing this Live Dapper collection and the My Friends edition. Until next week, visit DapperNotes.com for the latest editions and accessories where you can also get, of course, the new My Friends edition in both small sizes, the entire Live Dapper collection, including everything that comes along with it. And you can also, if you're in Europe, visit nerosnotes.co.uk, who also has the entire new Live Dapper collection of notebooks and some of the accessories. And as of right now, they kindly feature Dapper Notes on the homepage. So all you have to do is go to neirosnose.co.uk and you'll see everything that we have available including some older dapper notes editions that are no longer available on my website you can also subscribe to the bookhead club on either website and if you start with this edition you will be getting the subscriber only gift of a live dapper keychain that is all for today it's been a long one i thank you for listening and this has been after notes